Cupcake, and welcome to the Vaguely Vaping Related Podcast. <laughs> very first episode of the Vaguely Vaping Related Podcast. Uh, my name is Chandler and I am going to be your host for this for this brand new podcast. Now, I have decided that I am probably overthinking this way too much. Uh, it has taken me a very long time. There's a lot more work to creating a podcast than I ever thought there was. Um, I think some of it hampered by the fact that I keep recording stuff and going, oh, that's rubbish, that's crap, and let's redo it. So I think I'm overthinking it a bit and I'm just going to kind of go for it and uh, see how it goes. I'm going to try not to say, oh, or um, too much. Uh, I have noticed that I do the, do that. There you go. You do notice these things when you record your voice, don't you? And play it back and listen to it. So, uh, like you like you see, I do waffle a little bit, so that's fine. So, this is a new podcast. That why am I making this podcast? I, well, I, I'm making a podcast rather than... There's a lot of YouTube videos kicking around. So, rather than a YouTube video, I thought I'm going to make a podcast for a couple of reasons. Um, one, you really don't want to be staring at my face, so I thought that I would um, spare you that and just give you audio. Also, I drive a lot for my work, for my job. I, I do drive quite a, quite a bit, so I do listen to podcasts rather than YouTube videos because you can't watch a YouTube video in the car. I've tried. I've got through three cars doing that, so, so yeah. I've come for the podcast option rather than uh, rather than a YouTube video because that's what I, I listen uh, and also you can do different things with a podcast you can do things with a podcast with with pure audio that you just can't do with a video so uh, I'm sure you'll see as you as I go through and and you sit and you hear what I'm going to be doing so I've gone for a vaping related podcast because I I vape there you go. That's it. Um, I've not been smoking for seven years. I've been vaping for seven years. When my daughter was born, my second daughter, um, I was still on the rollies. I was incredibly good at giving up. I'd done it quite a few times and always gone back to the cigs. So decided that I needed to do something about it. And I did. I went for a, I went for an e-cig and, you know, the traditional cigar-like thing, you know, tiny little um, cigar-likes I'd got, I bought from a company called Mirage Cigarettes, purely because, I mean, this was the time, this is before bricks and mortar shops, there weren't any a shop you could just go in and get an e-cigarette, and in, doing some internet research on e-cigs and what they were, I found that one, this, this Mirage company was in Sheffield, uh, which is where I live, so I actually popped down and said, can I come and see you, and he went, yeah chap's name's Craig. I do believe he's still uh, involved in uh, Mirage. And yeah, went down, saw him, bought some cigar likes, and I must have driven him batty with it. Um, but I'm going to save that for another podcast, and I'll tell you all about my um, early years of vaping and what have you uh, at some other point. So... Yeah, what have I what am I vaping on at the moment? Well, in my hands I've got a um, X-Cube Mini... You've got to do a what are you vaping on. Everyone does it, and I'm sorry. I hate... If I'm ripping off anybody else, sorry. Not sorry. There you go. That's uh, just the way it is. So, yeah, in my hands, I've got an X-Cube Mini by Smock. This was the... Or is the first mod that I bought that takes an 18650 battery. No, I lie. It isn't. Um, I bought... Oh, what was it called? What was it called? Ah. Uh, tech, tech, the e-cigarette company, T-E-C-C, tech, uh, da, 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 it looked like a pipe, uh, oh, I can't remember, 
Oh, blimey, that's going to drive me nuts. Anyway, I bought a tech. That was that, that took a uh, an 18650. That was the first one I bought that um, took an 18650, and it was variable voltage. And it got an extension on it where you could um, put uh, either an 18650 in it with the extension on it, or take the extension off, and it would take an 18350. So, yeah, that was the first one that I had uh, that took an 18650. But this is the first regulated... Uh, temp control mod that I bought that took an 18650 battery and yeah I've got on here an OBS engine nano single coil which is running at 0 0.4 ohms and the heady heights of 25 watts and I'm loving it it's great there we go nice clouds I love it this is is what I this is my daily uh, daily banger at the moment. Battery life isn't is it's a single battery. Um, it's not it's not great. It's not bad. Um, but I can just whip batteries out and put a new one in. So this is what I tend to carry around with me um, on a on a daily basis. This is one that comes out with me. Uh, I also use a Merlin Mini uh, Org Vape. Yeah, Augvate Merlin Mini on top of, of it usually as well. And that's what I use for mouth to lung. So 1.8 ohms, usually round about 11 watts, 11 and a half, because that's what I use if I'm in the car. Obviously, officer, I don't vape and drive at the same time. <coughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the two setups I tend to use with that. What else have I got? I've also got my cloud... Kicker Society Icon 200, which I'm going to tell you all about in a minute. So the podcast, I'm going to be releasing the podcast on a roughly, um, I'm, I'm going to say a monthly basis rather than, I'm not going to be able to do it every week. There is no way uh, I'm going to be able to produce a weekly podcast. You never know, I might get the odd uh, podcast thrown out every fortnight. Maybe. I might be able to do it quicker than uh, every month. Um, but we'll see what I actually get to, to come up with. I've got some wonderful ideas, some grand ideas that uh, I want to I want to use for the podcast. Um, but knowing what I'm like, some of them will either not happen or I will do it and actually it will turn out to be a big pile of dog shit. Um, and I'll never see the light of day in the podcast. Uh, but we'll see. We're going to see what's going to happen. I mean, I'm going to have some news segments that I'm going to tell you about, things that I've spotted on Instagram, on any of the vape things that I'm subscribed to, uh, anything that catches my eye. Like, uh, if there's in the news section this week, I'm going to be talking about Australia, New Zealand, and really excited, 2,700 batteries. Oh, so exciting. Never, ever been excited about batteries, but you'll hear about this in a bit. Uh, what else have I got for you? There you go. That's pretty much told you what I'm doing in this uh, in this podcast. Oh, also, we've got Leslie. Leslie is going to be showing you how... Showing you? Telling you. Can't show you on a podcast. Leslie, yeah, Leslie will be telling you how you can make Clapton coils. So uh, a bit later on, Leslie will be showing you that as well. So right straight onto it. So the first section is going to be news and it's coming up now. News. Australia continues with their current ban on e-cigarettes. New Zealand does the complete opposite. Yeah, recent news is I was looking and I've seen that Australia is still going to continue with their ban on nicotine in e-juice. Um, this kind of means that any vapors in Australia still are going to be breaking the law if they have any e-juice, any e-liquid with nicotine in. Apparently, from what I've read, it's you get as severe a penalty for possession of e-liquid with nicotine as you do for possession of heroin. Which, you know, it's a thing, that, isn't it? I mean, it seems a little extreme. Um, but, like I mentioned a minute ago, though, New Zealand. Let's go for New Zealand. 
New Zealand have now decided to make e-cigarettes legal. So the complete opposite of Australia. So uh, apparently, from uh, what I've seen, is that they are going to be more lenient with their e-cigarette laws than the UK version of the TPD, the Tobacco Product Directive. I can't even say it. The Tobacco Product Directive, TPD. I'm just going to stick with TPD. I think it's a lot easier to say. And even one of the um, politicians, a politician, and I'm possibly going to pronounce this completely wrong, Marama Fox, who's the co-leader of the Maori Party, she even proposed that the government should subsidise e-cigarettes to encourage smokers to switch from smoking to vaping. I mean, imagine that. Imagine um, in, in, in any... Of you, uh, any of you listeners in the USA, anybody down California, wherever, um, could you imagine if any of your politicians decided to suggest that the government should subsidise electronic cigarettes, should subsidise e-liquid, and and make mods cheaper um, to encourage? Um, smokers to switch to to vaping rather than than smoking. It's kind of like the complete antithesis of what's happening at the moment. I mean, at the moment it's it's taxing and um, taxing um, products and vaping products. It, it's making them more expensive. It's it's trying to get revenue off them. So so just the the concept of a government even considering subsidising them to make them cheaper. It just kind of boggles the mind at the moment. I mean, even in the UK, over here, it's it's not something that I would be expecting to happen. So so all, all you know, hats off to them. I mean, um, hats off to Marama Fox of the um, Maori Party. I mean, what an excellent idea. Basically, I think we ought to watch this space and see what happens. It will be interesting to, to really see what happens. The chances are, though, there was there was one comment that I read about the Australian um, ban um, is that the New Zealand stance on e-cigarettes is going to make it incredibly difficult um, for Australia to maintain this ban because New Zealand have gone, right, that's it, we're making it legal, we're, we're going for it, let's get them in there, let's get vaping out there as a viable alternative to smoking um is is good it, it's gonna hopefully um make make it more harder more harder more difficult for the australians to to continue with their um nicotine e-cigarette ban so again that's uh, that's Again, watch this space, see what happens over there. I, I do really feel for everyone in uh, Australia. It does seem to be the place where um, e-cigarettes and vaping has been hit the hardest. And I mean, you can't get much harder than a complete ban, can you? Um, and it was interesting reading here that apparently from the ban, when they were proposing this and discussing it and trying to come through the options, there was 87 pro opinions pro vaping opinions versus 22 against vaping so 87 pro 22 against and they still went with the minority opinion and banned the vaping so uh, i think i'm really hoping that with the new zealand thing it's going to be nice um nice and successful for them and they're going to i hope be able to show that vaping is a viable alternative and hopefully australia will um become a little bit more lenient because it's a little harsh so yeah there we go that's what's happening on completely the opposite side of the planet to where i am sat at the moment um, and I just thought I'd let you know about that. So anyone in Australia, anyone in New Zealand, just, just let us know how you're getting on and how you're coping. It would be nice to hear from you. 
From doing a little bit of research, it does seem that the way e-cigarettes are handled in Australia, in the different territories in Australia, is completely different in each territory, which can be more than a little confusing. It goes from, I mean, Western Australia has gone for a complete ban, from what I can see, um, over to the uh, other end of the scale over I think Queensland and Tasmania are a little bit more lenient but the one thing that is consistent is that the nicotine selling the nicotine is completely illegal Um, I think one territory does allow it it does allow the import of it if you've got medical reasons Um, not sure what that's for I'm sure it's for something But there we are. So that nicotine ban is still in place in Australia and hopefully with New Zealand now going a lot more lenient with the e-cigs, hopefully that will put a bit of pressure on Australia to uh, ease up a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah, there we are. So, on to the next thing. Really excited about this. And I have never been excited about batteries. Batteries are the most boring thing in vaping. You buy a battery, you whack it in your mod, and you're off and away. So, why am I excited about some batteries? Well, iJoy have just released a battery, and it is a 2700 battery. Um, The default for batteries at the moment are 18650s. And interesting fact that I didn't know until I researched this and looked it up, that the numbers relate to the size of the battery. So an 18650 battery is 18mm diameter and 65mm tall. So that's an 18650. Um, Other batteries that I've used, 18350, so that is effectively 18mm diameter, same diameter, but 35mm high, so it's a lot shorter. So, standards, 18650s. Interestingly, these are the batteries that are used in electric cars. I didn't know that. 18650 batteries in in an electric car. So if you've got a Nissan Leaf and you run out of battery... Just whip out the batteries out of your mod, stick them in the car, you'll be fine. Chances are, though, you will need to probably have about a 100 of them. So there you go. But I found this out because the reason for these new size batteries is that car manufacturers for the electric cars are looking for new batteries that will last longer and will improve the range of the cars. So just for a slightly uh, slight increase in size, these 2700s, and interestingly Tesla have brought out the 21700, so it's slightly thicker uh, as well, that Tesla are using for their, not Tesla the um vaping company tesla the uh, electric car company um they've brought out the 21700 but the 2700 is out now and for the slight increase in size you get a third extra capacity sanyo 2700 are available and they have been tested by mooch and the 2700B, he's rated at 4,000 milliamp hours. I mean, the standard for an 18650, if you go for an LG2, which is the one that I use the most, they're the brown ones, the uh, LG batteries. The LG HG2 is 3,000 milliamp hours and is rated at 20 amps. Now, the 2700B is 4,000 milliamp hours. So an, an extra third, 33% on top. But it, it is only rated at 16 amps by Mooch, so it's a little bit less. But if you go for your smaller builds, your single coils, if you're rocking at about 0.5 of an amp, that will probably be absolutely fine. I mean, how often do you go over uh, 16 amps? With the two setups I've got, um, I've got a 
single coil OBS engine nano and I'm got what well, I've got a single coil in there and it's running at 0.4 ohms so I'm not going to go through ohms law I'm not going to go through ohms law at the moment mainly because um it, it's incredibly complicated and all you have to do is exactly what I'm doing is going on your uh, on your phone go and look for an ohms law calculator app um, I'm not going to recommend a specific one. They all do the same thing. And basically you just put in two of four options. So this has got, you just put in either the voltage, the current, the wattage, the power, or your resistance. So I've got a 0.4 ohms, so put that in there, not 0.4 ohms. And the power I've got in at the moment is 25 watts. And just hit calculate. And that gives me 3.1 volts. Well, 3.2 volts. And the current is 7.9 amps. So nowhere near 16 amps. None at all. So that would be perfectly fine um, to run in there. And I'd have a 4,000 amp hour battery in it. That would be corking. That would just last for ages. I'm going to have a vape while I'm here. Wonderful. And and just for contrast, here we go. I've got um, a recoil uh, sitting on top of my Cloud Kicker I, uh, CKS Icon 200. And I've got that in temp mode. And it's a 1.8 dual coil. Uh, 1.8, 0.18 dual coil. So, hang on, I need to work out the voltage that's going through it. Annoyingly, you have to dry burn it so you can see what the voltage is because as soon as you let go of the button, it disappears and your face is nowhere near the screen. How mm, how annoying is that? Mod makers, do us a favour. When you're taking a toot on this, can you leave the display? Let it just hold the information just for a second or two after you've fired it um, so you can actually look at it this goes up to about 3.3 volts yeah as soon as I let go of the button it disappears um, so 3.3 volts 3.3 volts when I'm running that and the current is the current the resistance there you go resistance is 0 0.18 calculate 18.33 amps so for the for the Sanyo B 2700B that's probably just a touch higher that's probably within the limits uh, within the safe limits of that um however Sanyo do a 2700A battery now this is only uh, rated at 3100 milliamp hours but it's got a max current level of 30 amps. So if you do go for your lower builds, I mean 30 amps, that 18 amps for that 0.18 build. If you're going now down um into your lower uh lower builds, so let's just have a go at I mean that's coming out at 60 watts for that so let's go for a 0.1 ohm build and I'm going to put in 100 watts just because 100 watts is cool that comes out at 31 amps so just within the limits so just over but that should be all right I would have thought plus the fact I don't think you really want to rock a 0.1 ohm build at 100 watts that's probably pushing it a bit far i mean if you're going for you know 75 watts on that one that comes out at oh 27 amps so within the limits there you're okay you can go down to your 0.1 ohm builds and using ohm's law that's great and that also gives you the same well actually a touch more 3100 uh, a touch more than an LG HG2 the, the HG2 batteries which is the one that everyone seems to use for the longest life you've now got the option to go up to 30 amps with it 
so you don't have to look after your battery. You don't have to worry about um, the build that you're putting in as much. You can actually have a, a higher build in there. So that, that would be awesome. So iJoy have released a 2700 battery. The ones they're marketing are uh, labeled 3000 milliamp hours and 40 amps. Um, now Mooch has actually been able to test it. It is slightly overrated. You know, we all know that the uh, claims on the battery labels are often highly inflated and highly exaggerated. And the iJoy ones, sorry iJoy, are no exception. They are a little overrated, but Mooch has gone. It's it's a good 30 amp battery. So you can use it up to your 30 amps. I wouldn't use it much higher than 30. But he said that the 3000 milliamp hours is spot on. He rates it as a 3000 milliamp hour 30 amp battery. So very similar to the Sanyo 2700A. That is, that is great news. We're now getting longer life batteries with a higher amp, amp option. So options that you've got. Obviously, 2700 batteries, you can't just whack it into whatever mod that you're currently rocking. It's, it's not going to fit. So you're now going to have to buy a new mod to go with it. Are there new mods out that will take the batteries? Now, strangely, iJoy have released some. It's hardly surprising, is it? They've just released the battery themselves. They're releasing a mod to go with it. Um, they've got they've released two. They've got a mech mod where you put your twenty seven hundred in there, and ideal for mech mod users because it gives you that extra uh, battery capacity, that extra life with your battery, but your high amp uh, your higher amp rating in there as well. So I'm sure they're going to go well. I don't own a mech mod. I don't use a mech mod. I probably should. I probably should have a mech mod. I haven't got one, so. There you go. That's a thing. I use the regulated devices. So I thought, right, regulated. What would be great would be a dual battery. Dual 2700 regulated mod would be fantastic. So I had a look round and to see what I could find. And um, I saw a website, gingervapor.com, Boxer Mod. Uh, Boxer Mod have got a classic DNA 250 board. Mod, it's a DNA uh, 167, it goes up to 167 watts, but it uses dual 2700 batteries. Uh, that's on their site there. You might need big pockets for this one because it's at 249.95, and that's dollars, $249.95 uh, for this mod. iJoy released a dual 2700 mod as well. They've called it the iJoy Captain PD270. And that runs on two 2700 batteries, so that that'd be um, a nice a nice mod to be able to use as well. So I think that's great. I'd I'd probably want to get hold of some of these Sanyo uh, 2700B batteries um, because I have I usually vape around about the uh, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5 uh, mark single coil. That that's nice and easy on your batteries. It would be well under the 16 amps that Mooch rated that at. So I'd be more than happy to have that and to have a 4,000 milliamp hour battery life would, would just be great. I'd, I'd have a dual battery mod. It would last me a, a full day if I was uh, chugging on it all day, but it probably last me more than that. It would be, I, it'd be It'd be great. So I've not, I've not been as this excited about batteries. I've never been excited about batteries. Let's be fair. Never been excited about batteries. But to be honest, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a little while and I'm going to wait to see if uh, any of the big companies, you know, like Wismec or Smark or anyone like that, because they're coming out with some great uh, mods at the moment. I mean, uh, Wismec brought out the Predator. Uh, I am sure there is going to be one of these big companies are going to bring out something like a Predator that takes two 2700s. And that's probably what I'm going to wait for to see what uh, to see what comes out of that. Charging wise, you charge them exactly the same as a 
18650. So if you're using something like a Nightcore charger, you can use your Nightcore charger. I know I had a look, the new Nightcores that they're bringing out, the, there's a Nightcore SC2, they will accept a 2700 battery and from having a look on forums and that some of the older night cores they do just squeeze in um, so you may be able to get away without even having to buy a new charger for it you may be able to use the old night core if that's what you're using uh, charger so there we go that's what I'm really excited about this this uh, this week is the is the new 2700 batteries. I am sure they are going to take over very, very quickly. So, so they are. Have a look. If you want to go out there and get a new 2700 mod straight away, they are available. I've got a feeling they're going to be a little bit on the premium side. So, like I say, I'm going to wait a bit and then see what's uh, going to come out in the next few months because just even in the past week or two, Things are appearing on Instagram and and what have you uh, that take 2700. So I'm going to wait a bit and see what comes out. I can't wait to get a 2700 battery mod. So I am actually going to wait and not buy any new mods because I've got enough. That will be my next mod. So there you go. Right. Next. Yeah, my name is uh, Leslie, and this is the how-to section. Yay! I've talked to Chandler really nicely, and he says I can pinch this bit, and I can show you how to do something. Yay! So, today I am going to be showing you how you can make your own Clapton coils. Now, it's really good, and a, and a really good way of saving money. Because what I'm using is some basic wire. So just a spool of stainless steel 316 stainless steel wire. And I've got here some 26 gauge and some 32 gauge. So this just will give you some nice basic Clapton coils that you can use in your vaping. <laughs> so what you need is your wire and a drill. And that's it. See, really simple. Chances are you've got a drill in your garage somewhere. Have a look. See if you can find it. And and when you're finished, you can put some shelves up too. It's dead easy. Take your drill and you need a piece of wire. I have cut a piece of the 26 gauge at uh, around about uh, 8 to 10 inches. You don't need to go too long. And the first thing we need to do is to make it nice and straight. So, put your, because it's all coiled up, you find that it, it, when you take it off the spool, it goes in a, in, a, in a big coil. You don't need that, you need it straight. So, put one end in the drill. That's it, I'll just go and do that. That's it, in it goes. And grab the other end of the wire with a pair of pliers. Just hold it and let the drill go for a little bit not too fast that's it there you go and when you let go that's it when you let go of the drill of the drill of the wire at the other end you find that the wire is now perfectly straight how good is that it's like magic yeah wonderful right so now you've got your straight piece of wire what you need to do is you need to get the 32 gauge. I told you I'd got some 32 gauge. I bet you wondered what I was going to use it for. <laughs> so take this piece of 32 gauge wire and open up the chuck and just above it, not where the other bit of wire is going, but at the top, try and trap it in there. That's it. So you just trap it in there and then you can take the wire around to where the 26 gauge is and you just hold it with your thumb and this is where you've got to be very careful with your drill and you've got to go quite slowly to start with there's it and you can turn the and the wire turns around and the 32 gauge wire gets wrapped around your 26 gauge look there you go can you see and it makes some beautiful Clapton coils. How good is that? There you are. 
and once you get it going you can start your drill going a little bit faster there that's it and it goes and you can make your wires a little Woo! I did promise that I would talk to you more about the Cloud Kicker Society, the CKS Icon 200 box mod that I've just got. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a bit of a full review. The one thing that I have realised with doing on a podcast, the one thing you can't do is actually see the mod. So I can't show it to you. And the main, I think, one of the plus points of this mod is its looks. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post some pictures on my Instagram page. So if you use Instagram, have a search for Vaguely Vaping Related Podcast on Instagram. Find me on there. Follow me. You should be able to see the images that I will put up on there. It's also a complete ruse to get you to follow my account as well. You'll be able to keep up with anything that I put on there related to the Vaguely Vaping Related Podcast as well. So go on, have a look on there and see what you think of it. The looks are obviously going to be highly subjective. I've got a feeling this is one of those mods that you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it because it is quite distinctive. If you want a mod that's discreet and, you know, will not get you noticed, don't get this, okay? Whenever I've been out with this, uh, when I've been in vape shops or what have you, people always comment on it going, oh, what's that? Where did you get that from? Etc. It's a standout mod. It really does uh, look the business. I love it. Anyway, going into it, there are two different colour options that you can have for the CKS icon. You've got white, which I would actually call it a black mod with white graphics, but they call it the white. The other option is a brown option, which is, again, a black mod, but you've got the brown or bronzy coloured graphics on there. The Cloud Kicker Society logo is Fujin the Japanese god of wind. Very appropriate for me, I felt, though more due to the case that I like my curries rather than my vaping, but there we are. It's a nice little logo. They do brand themselves really, really well. If you're after following a brand, they do t-shirts, they do bandanas, neck scarves, they do all sorts hoodies... They've got different chapters of the Cloud Kicker Society, so you can get a hoodie that's a UK-based chapter if you want to, and I will find you out the link for that. I haven't got it on me now. I will do a search and find it for you for the UK uh, chapter of Cloud Kicker Society if you want to get into that. So the mod itself, it's a dual battery mod. I first came to it because I was watching a Grim Green uh, vlog and he was opening this up as a first impression. I must admit that I don't often see a mod and go, oh, I've got to get that. But the looks of this, I, I saw it, the size of it, the fact that it's a dual battery. I just kind of went, oh, that looks great. Got to see if I can get hold of one of those over here in the UK. It wasn't particularly easy at the time I bought it at the beginning of March. I know there's a few more websites that have got it, but I did manage to find one and get it bought. I'll tell you about the prices a little bit later. Like I said, it's a dual battery mod. 510 at the top, no surprises there. It runs on a VO chip. Uh, which I hadn't come across before, and I think from uh, what I can gather, 
I, I'm guessing it's actually proprietary. It's it's purely Cloud Kicker Society. I am not sure that my only basis for that is I've seen a few of the stands that Cloud Kicker Society have got it at events. They've done one in China recently, and Vo Chip, uh, Vo Tech industries was uh, across the top was the banner across the top so they seem to be quite closely linked if not the same company i don't know so going through the chip then and the and the modes it, you'll find it pretty uh, standard the one interesting thing i spotted with it is the number of clicks to get into the menu if you do five uh, if you do three clicks it locks it and you get a nice little picture of the United States with a padlock in the middle. So it tells you that it's an American-based company, just purely by the uh, lock logo. And five clicks takes you into the menu system. Now that seems to be kind of backwards to the other mods that I've got. They seem to be three clicks for the menu and five to lock it. This is the other way round, so it took me a while to get used to that. I don't think it's anything that that detracts from it. it. It's just it's just the way that it is. Once you're used to it, it's fine. So going through the modes, you've got power mode. Power mode kind of is what it is. It's power mode. You've got um, let's see uh, da -da -da -da, down to the bottom. You've got five watts at the lowest, and it will go right up to two hundred watts. I'm sure. I'm just going to make sure that this does it. Uh, 200 watts as your maximum. It's a 200 watt box mod. Yeah, it's gone up to 200 watts. I do think it's worth mentioning that when you vape on this, I've got stainless steel coils in this tank. It's an OBS Nano, Engine Nano, if you've come across that tank. I'll leave it on top when I take the photos so you can see what it looks like. The stainless steel coils, I do notice that the initial resistance... Uh, for this was 0.44, but each time you press the power button, it rereads the resistance. So if you're taking quick drags one after the other with stainless steel, the resistance does go up fairly quickly with heat. So the resistance does go up. I just know, just thought I'd mention that. It's not as bad as you think, but if you just take one drag after another... If you're chain vaping it, you might notice that the um, resistance is going up so that the power is obviously increasing and you might get some dry hits off it. Uh, I only notice it rarely. With the power mode, it does rock up and down at 1 watt intervals, but you have got the option to go up in tenths. So you can have 35.5 watts if you want. Uh, it did take me a while, but if you do a long press on it, it will go up in single watt uh, increments. If you do a tiny tap, a very quick tap on it, it will do the tenths. It just takes a little bit of getting used to how long you press it for the uh, longer up and down or, or the quick tenth watts increments. But yeah, once you're used to that, it's fine. You can rattle it up and down fairly quickly. Right, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, into the menu system. And temperature control is, again, uh, standard on these things these days. So this does go from 100 degrees centigrade to 300 degrees centigrade. So you've got that range for your temperature control. It's not, you can't change the power behind it. It's just it's just set. You can only change the temperature, but that's fine. I I use this with my recoil RDA on the top, and I find it works really really well. So kind of set it to about two seven five, and it it works a charm at a one point eight ohm dual coil build in the recoil. Works really really nicely. I really do like the temperature control on this, and it is the way that I uh, vape on it the most. If you, if you are Fahrenheit, I don't get Fahrenheit at all. It goes from 212 degrees Fahrenheit to 572. I'm assuming that effectively that's 100 to 300 degrees C. Don't know Fahrenheit, but there you go. It does do that. You've got the option to change uh, Fahrenheit uh, to Fahrenheit in there as well. The other option in here, you've got 
this is quite a, a fancy thing that I'd not seen on mods before this is it's got an automatic temperature control. So reading the blurb, what it does is it automatically detects the flashpoint of your juice and sets the temperature control accordingly. I have tried it, but I have tried it on a on on rebuild rebuildable atomizers. And it does actually say in the instructions that this is intended for pre-made coils, not rebuildables. But all the pre-made coils I've got aren't stainless steel, so I've not been able to try it out with a pre-built coil. But it was it worked okay with the uh, rebuildable that I was using, but it was the recoil again. Uh, it worked okay. I was getting plenty of vapor out of it. It wasn't giving me any dry hits. You won't get the fizzly, crackly noise that you get. Obviously, it was hitting that flashpoint and it was stopping at that point. The first time you drag on it, it does go a bit over, but it's obviously finding where that flashpoint is. Um, I think it would be interesting if I've got uh, if I can get some stainless steel coils to go in one of my tanks. I've got a TFV four and maybe sub tank mini. See how that uh, see how that would work. Uh, it would probably work quite well. Probably not getting as much clouds off it as you would expect. But there we are. That's something that if you use tanks with uh, pre-made coils in, which quite a lot of people do these days, if you get some stainless steel coils, you can use that automatic temperature controller in there. And then you don't actually have to even mess about with your temperature controls. You just put it into automatic mode and vape on it. You don't have to worry about that at all. It's got a bypass mode. Uh, and bypass mode is basically turning it into a dual battery series bodmox. Bodmox? What's a bodmox? Mech mod. <laughs> there we go. Mech mod. Okay. So yeah, you can use it as a mech mod, and it, it it's a series it's a series mech mod, so it will give you seven point seven five volts on there. There, I, I did notice on here it does have. Um, the combined voltage, yeah, the 7.75 volts is what it's at at the moment. It does give you the combined voltage of both batteries on the display. I couldn't work that out straight away. I, it wasn't obvious that's what it was. I, I was sat there thinking, why am I vaping at 7 volts? That's not right. But yeah, it's just the combined voltage of the two batteries at that point. And obviously, as your batteries go down, that voltage drops. It starts off at uh, eight and a bit volts, and it goes down as your batteries uh, as your batteries get used up. The one thing that does amuse me with this is when it gives you a low battery warning when it says your batteries are out and it and it stops firing. It's at six point six six volts. Now the rocker in me, the the biker in me, kind of goes, "Oh, that's 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 rather cool." Six point six six, and it stops working. But there we go. I thought I would mention that because it amused me. Uh, it's also got a variable. The other option is a variable power curve. It's quite fun to play with. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six points in this curve that you can set. It's a little fiddly to get it set up, but you can get it set up and you can play around with that and change your coil. So it hits a bit harder to start with, tails off towards the end. Um, or if you really want it to hit harder at the end, you can uh, get it to do that. You can set it how you want. So it's quite fun to play around with, but changing your build... You need to, or changing your coil, you want to make sure that the coil that you're putting in is identical, otherwise you end up having to change the whole thing again. But you've got five presets uh, in there as well, so you can preset things. I would suggest writing down what each preset is for, because you can't change the name of the preset, it's just one, two, three, four, or five. So yeah, write down what your preset is for, for what coil, and uh, yeah, there you go. I loved it. It's quite it's quite fun to play with the uh, variable power curve just to get that initial power to to bite in especially if you've got coils that take a little bit of time to ramp up. You can set the power to be a bit higher uh, in the beginning there as well. There you are. Battery life. 
I found it's got dual dual batteries in it. I found that it seems to last a little bit longer than uh, my other dual battery mod, which is Wizmec RX two three. Um, I don't know whether it's something to do. I, I, I noticed as well from seeing a review on uh, on YouTube, and I now can't remember who did it. It might have been Grim. It might have been someone else. Anyway, they mentioned it as well. They didn't know whether it was something to do with the board. It might be the the way the power management is on the on the chip that's that's better, but it does seem to last a little bit longer than um, my other mod. So there you go, worth mentioning. It's got good battery life on it. And would you believe I even set a note in my uh, I put a little star on my notes to remind me to mention it, and I didn't. I forgot it. Is with the with the temperature control, you do actually need to set the initial resistance, and and I I kept forgetting this as well you need to set the resistance by pressing the up and down buttons you need to press and hold it when you're in power uh, temperature control mode press and hold it and that will set the initial resistance and it will lock it to that resistance for your temp control and it will remember that if you take your batteries out change it put it back together it will still be set at that initial resistance if you change your tank to something else it will be set at the previous resistance, and they have to reset that. But I thought I needed to mention that, because I keep forgetting to do it. As always, remember that you need to set it when your tank is cold, because I'm very good at taking a couple of apes off it, forgetting that I've set the resistance, and then the tank's warm, the coils are warm, and the resistance is a little bit higher. So that, that can be a pain. But it's just, I think that's just me because I don't remember to set the initial resistance when I stick the tank on. But there you go. Right, I, I bought it in the beginning of March, like I said, from a company. I'd looked around and the mod is going for round about £99, which is quite a steep thing. But like I say, when you're buying into Cloud Kicker Society, you're buying into the brand. So you've got all the extras, like I say, with the like the UK chapter of the Cloud Kicker Society. And I did say I would look for that, so I'm going to... There we go. Right, the UK chapter of the Cloud Kicker Society menu. Let's have a look, make sure I've just got the right web page. So if you want to buy from the UK chapter of the Cloud Kicker Society, it's Custom Vapes, and the website is www.customvapes.com custom-vapes.co.uk so custom vapes is based in stratford in london so they've got quite a few of the different cloud kicker society mods and tanks they have got the icon box mod and it's at the 99 pounds 99 pence so it's just a penny short of the 100 pounds they've got a lot of the merchandise as well so if you want uh, the if you want a t-shirt, a flag, which bandana, or a cap, or something like that, they've got all of that in there as well. They do sunglasses and a, a mug as well. I quite like the mug. Very tempted by the mug. But if you want a UK chapter of a t-shirt, they've got that as well. So have a go and have a look on there and see what you think. But I bought mine from a company called eSig1, which is fairly local to me. They're in um, Chesterfield, and I'm in Sheffield. But the main thing was they were they were a little bit cheaper. They're selling the Cloud Kicker Society CKS Icon 200 at £88.99. So quite a little bit cheaper as well. It's also worth checking on their social media sites like um, Facebook and Twitter and what have you because they do throw out voucher codes on a on a fairly regular basis they do like monthly discounts uh, and i got an extra i got an extra five percent off and when you're buying a mod that's you know kind of around the hundred pound mark five percent can be uh, uh can be worth five i can't it so you know it, it it can be worth it worth quite a bit so check see if they've got any discount codes as well and if you're buying a mod, if you're buying something over, I think it was 60 quid, they do free DPD next day delivery, which which worked really well. I got I ordered it and I got the I got the mod the next day. Interestingly, though, with the one that I got, there were a few things wrong with it, and uh, so I'm not going to hold back on that. The first one I got, when you open the battery compartment, you pull it in half to get the batteries, and there's a slide thing to pop the batteries out. 
the connector is attached there and mine was hanging loose. I'll put a picture of that on my Instagram so you can see that it had come off. I didn't think it was too major at the time because I could just pop it back in again, but it was a bit of a pain and I didn't expect it to be hanging loose on a um, on, on a £100 box mod. And there was an, I, I think probably because of that, I'm not sure how or why, but probably because of that, there were a few other things that I, I struggled with it. Um, I have mentioned that when you're in power mode, the temperature goes uh, doesn't fix when you first put your tank on it. It does change each time you go. It did that on that mod, but it was a lot worse. It was really noticeable after you'd taken a drag that the resistance had increased, so it was hitting a lot harder. So it made it a bit of a pain. I could have lived with that as well, but when I was in temperature control mode, I'd be vaping away. It worked really well. It was great in temperature control mode, but I would then drip, and then for some reason it would tell me that I'd got a dry coil and it wouldn't fire. And I just just dripped it. It was the complete opposite of a dry coil, and it wouldn't fire at all. So it wasn't working as I was expecting it to, so I sent it back, and... E-Sig 1 were absolutely brilliant. I sent it back, they looked at it, it was right before Vape Jam, so I'm probably the last thing they wanted um, was some annoying customer complaining about how their box mod wasn't working properly. But he dealt with it, he said, he said he'd fixed it, but he did send me a completely different mod, or he said he sent me a completely different mod, and I've, I've got no complaints now, it, it's working really well. The... Uh, temperature controls working so so yeah thank you very much eSig1 for your fantastic customer service I sent it you back right before vape jam sorry didn't mean to do that I'm sure you've got enough on your plate at that point but they did send it me right back um, next day delivery as well when he said he'd sent it I got it back the next day with Royal Mail so yeah great thank you very much eSig1 and uh, I, I like it it is really, really good. So there you go. Have a look round, see what price you can find it at. Like I say, eSig One's got it at. Sound, I sound like an advert for eSig One. They're not sponsoring me. It just happens to be where I bought it from. Um, eSig One have got it at eighty-eight ninety-nine. Everywhere else that I've seen it, it seems to be around the ninety-nine mark. Um, I, I won't say that it's my one that I would use all the time. It's kind of a show-offy mod, isn't it, really? It's a, hey, look at me, look what I've got. And I do tend to use it more for my temperature control when I'm using my dripper. There you go. As a show-offy mod, I think it is absolutely perfect. As a workhorse day-to-day, -day, yeah, yeah, I'd be more concerned about getting it mucky or dropping it or, you know, spoiling the good looks. But... It's really held up well to me, to the abuse. Like I say, I've got the white one. I expected it to end up looking really mucky and grubby with my dirty fingers fairly quickly. But it hasn't. It's still looking pretty much as it did when it came out of the box. So it's it does seem to be really quite hard-wearing, which, which is good. So yeah, I, I would recommend it. If you fancy it, if it's your thing and you've got the budget for it, because like I say, it is a bit more expensive than some of the other things like... Wismec, Smok, those sort of box mods. Yeah, they do pretty much the same thing and they may well be uh, 40 quid cheaper. But if you like it, if you love it, if you like, if you love the looks, go for it. I would highly recommend it. There you go. That's my review on the CKS Icon 200. Well, that brings us to the end of the very first episode of the Vaguely Vaping Related Podcast. It's turned out to be a little bit longer than I expected. I was aiming for between 30-40 minutes, and it's now about an hour or so long. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's just how it is. But uh, there you go. You're getting a bit extra for your money. So there you are. Like I said at the beginning, there's been way too much editing in this. I said at the beginning that I was overthinking it and I was just editing too much and I should have just got on and done it. I didn't. I kind of edited and changed and things. And I might have missed a few things out that probably would have been rather good. For example, I have made up a new term, a bodmox. 
What on earth is a bodmox? I wasn't even trying to say box mod. I was trying to say mech mod. And I came out with bodmox. But there we are. So hashtag bodmox. There we go. <laughs> That's a new thing. I quite like a bodmox. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Uh, next month. Next month, I'm going to try and get a sneaky podcast in before Vape Expo. Vape, 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 vape. See, I'm doing it again. Vape Expo is at the end of the month, the last week of May at the NEC in Birmingham. And I will be going to the Vape Expo. Um, So I'm going to try and get a sneaky little podcast in before that because I'm going to be taking my microphone with me to Vape Expo and hopefully I'll get to chat with a few of the vendors and I'll get some content from Expo that I can share with you in the podcast. So what's going to happen in the next podcast? If I get one released before Expo, it will be, I will be including some rambling ramblings while I do the washing up. I have no idea if this is going to work, if it's going to be interesting or anything uh, anything good to listen to, but I thought I would set up the microphone while I'm washing up and just talk about random shit while I'm washing up. I'm not going to worry about any background noise, any uh, anything like that. I'm literally just going to talk to the microphone, edit it up, see if there's anything in... anything worth sharing uh, that comes from that. I'm going to do a review. I'm going to do a review of the OBS Engine Nano. I know the TPD is kicking in this month, so I'm going to try and get it out. And hopefully you'll still be able to buy one of those because it is a 5.2, 5.3mm tank. But it's very good. No, um, uh, I don't think there's going to be any spoilers on that one. Um, I use it. I enjoy it. It's a it's a good little tank. So hopefully I'll do a full review on that for you in the next podcast. It may be a little bit shorter. Then again, it may be not. I'll, I'm going to try and do less editing. Trying to rush it out before Expo, there may or may not be a sketch in there. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe uh, there'll even be a little preview of Vape Expo. So if you are planning on going and you've never been before, um, I'll do a little talk about Vape Expo and uh, give you a little preview of what's going to happen, vendors that are there, etc. Feedback. Feedback is welcome. Uh, if you want to let me know what you thought about the podcast, my email address is the vvrp at gmail.com that's t-h-e-v-v-r-p at gmail.com please go easy on me this is my first ever podcast i've not done anything like this before i'm not a professional radio presenter as you can probably tell i've done it on a whim it's the sort of thing that i've talked about friends with in the pub you know oh yeah i'd love to do a podcast uh, i can do that that'd be all right Uh, But it's the sort of thing that you talk about and you never actually get around to doing it. So I thought I would actually do do something that scares me, like uh, Dean the Vaping Biker has once said. Actually, get out there, do it, and, you know, at least then I can say I've tried it. I have actually done it and had a podcast out there. So uh, let me know what you think about it. Let me know if there's things you didn't like about it, anything that you think I could change to make it better. This podcast isn't for me just to to uh, uh, vent and, and what have you. It's, it's for you. It's for the listener. I want it to be uh, a, a reciprocal thing. Uh, let me know what you like. Let me know what you want, and I can tailor it to, to suit what you want. Hopefully the podcast will get better and improve as I get used to doing this, talking to the microphone, and most importantly, get used to uh, using the software, because at the moment it's taking me a hell of a long time to edit it, because I don't know how to use the software I'm learning as I'm going. So hopefully it will get quicker and podcasts will come out a little quicker as well. So yeah, if you want, email me, uh, let me know what you think. Please, if you want to, feel free to send me a voice note, send me a voice recording um, with your email, with your comment on it, and then I can actually put your voice into the podcast rather than just reading out your email. But I think it would be great if we could do that. So feel free to either email it me, send it me as attachment, as an attachment, or if you want to, send it me as a link um, to a Dropbox or a Gmail or, or any of those cloud files, anything like that. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this very first episode of the Vaguely Vaping Related Podcast. I hope you will subscribe on iTunes and I hope to uh, see you here for the next one. Thank you very much. Bye-bye! Oh, hello. What are you still doing here? Are you looking for a Easter egg or something? Well, there isn't one, so go away. <laughs> oh, by the way, Chandler's gone and got himself a mech mud. Yeah. Don't tell his wife. Yeah, she'll not be impressed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll tell you all about it in the next episode. <laughs> Oh, well, you're here. I don't suppose you've got anything that can get this wire off my arm. No? Oh. Chandler? Chandler? I don't suppose you've got any wire cutters? Chandler? You still here? Uh, help! Oh, it's just some wire cutters. <laughs>